everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also reach out to me uh, by email, convos at cwsgmail.com. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about a, a topic that's very interesting to me. And that is the topic of Americans moving abroad. In the last few years, I would say probably the last three or four years, I've seen more on this topic in the news than I've seen in a long, long time. And I'm pretty I'm pretty fascinated about that. Uh, I know that people moving out of the United States has always been a thing. People relocate abroad for jobs or with a spouse that they may have married or for different opportunities. But it wasn't until recently that I knew anyone personally that had moved out of the United States. So my question to you is, do you know someone who's recently moved out of the United States? And what did you think about that? I know several people that have moved out of the United States. I had one friend that moved to Ecuador. Um, He totally loved that environment, loved that culture. And the person that he married was from there. So they relocated there. And he told me a lot of differences about their culture in the United States. Um, One of the things I was fascinated about was he said that in Ecuador, you know, you have you hire people for everything. So you hire someone to cook, you hire someone to clean, you hire someone to maybe drive for you. And that whole DIY thing that we do, you know, do do it yourself. It's not really a thing there. It It's it's more that you hire the person that you need to help you. And I think that was I thought that was pretty interesting and pretty cool. I knew someone else that moved to Europe. Uh, She married someone from there. She's been there for probably maybe over 10 years now. Um, We stay connected through Facebook and she's um, enjoyed and embraced the culture. Um, I think that's um, pretty amazing. Europe is a nice place. It has a lot of different diversity and culture. Um, So that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, There's a person I know on Facebook. Uh, I've never met her in person, but she's recently relocated to South America. Uh, She's from Central America. And um, so getting back to that part of the country was, uh, I mean, that part of the Americas, if you will, because remember, there's North America and South America. It's all America in my perspective. So she was anxious to get back to what was familiar to her. And she shares her journey on Facebook. And there, again, there are a lot of differences where she lives between what she experienced here in the U.S. and what she experienced growing up in Central America and now what she experiences in um, South America. And then I had a person I was connected to on Facebook that ended up moving to Uganda. um, And he moved there and met someone and shared his journey about careers and his new life and it was just amazing it was just amazing to see the differences in cost of living and opportunities to own a home and the scenery and the culture really really interesting 
so it got me to thinking like wow you know more and more people are starting to realize the value of maybe considering other places to live and when we look at some of the things like um, lower cost of living here in the United States I think I read in New York they just hit an average of two thousand dollars a month for rent now if you've ever been to New York or you know anybody from New York or you just even look on the realty um, apps you know that two thousand dollars a month for apartment is probably going to be apartment less than you know um, a thousand square feet for sure maybe less than five hundred square feet I saw some person renting um I don't know some astronomically small room space it wasn't even a room it was a space for eleven hundred dollars a month in um, Manhattan and I was like man that is really tiny but he was making it work because that's where he works and that's where he needed to be um some other reasons I've seen for people moving overseas is a less stressful uh, lifestyle, especially for um, African-American people and brown people. Um, the lifestyle is less stressful. There's racism everywhere. We know that. But um, I read one article where a lady said that she was living in, um, I think, Lisbon, Portugal. And she said um, that you know, racism in other places usually doesn't result in uh, African-Americans dying at the hands of police. And I thought that was a pretty powerful statement. And I think just what we've seen in the last four or five years um, um, with policing could be problematic for those people who've experienced that trauma. And the thought that you can be in a space and have a lifestyle where the color of your skin isn't problematic all the time is pretty appealing, I think. Um, I've seen articles and conversations about digital nomads, vloggers, bloggers, content creators that say, you know, when I'm overseas and I'm sitting on my balcony looking at the ocean, you know, it's really peaceful and I can do a, I can get real creative or the area or the country or the city is very conducive to that lifestyle of content creation. Um, think about travel bloggers, travel vloggers, um, coaching, um, coaching uh, uh, people that own coaching businesses and things of that nature where the nature of their business is digital and they don't have to be in a physical, they could be located anywhere in the world. So that gives them the opportunity to maybe move to a country, have low overhead for housing and food, and maybe keep a lot more of the money that they're making without it all going to cost of living. Um, and then I've also seen where uh, there have been African-American families that wanted to give their kids more cultural experiences around the world. So living in a place where they could travel and explore. So, for example, um, an African-American family moving to Paris so that they can explore Europe and give their children those cultural experiences of seeing these different um, historic cities and places and that sort of thing. I've also seen where... Uh, 
African-American families have relocated to the Caribbean or to um, South America, Brazil, Argentina, places like that, where there's a, a lot of different cultural experiences that they can expose their children to. And it's not just about the fact that they may be African-American, but understanding that we have a big, huge world and this is what it looks like. So um, for those of you on TikTok or just like me, I'm just learning about TikTok. So uh, I love it. There is a hashtag called moving abroad. So, you know, for those of you that are not familiar with TikTok, TikTok is a social media app that features short videos and reels. Um, And people talk about just about anything and there's millions and millions of videos uploaded every day and if you have a particular interest like say you're thinking about moving abroad you can follow a hashtag such as the hashtag moving abroad and then you're going to see all those videos of people that talk about um, them moving abroad what their experiences have, have been like where they are what they're doing Um, and those sorts of things so there are two um, two two tiktokers um, and many more that are um, black and brown that talk about their experiences and their goal is being um, to educate those that may be thinking about or considering moving abroad what to expect um, what the housing is like what the transportation is like and what their experiences have been and in a lot of um, videos including TikTok and YouTube people give an opinion about whether or not these places are places they actually recommend do they recommend these places for single people for couples for families so you can get a lot of information about what's going on in the world as people are moving around and exploring other countries so me being the data person that I am I was like wow I wonder like who's moving out of the United States like I know people are doing it but what does it look like like what's the statistics where is the data it's my favorite question where is the data so I went to a website called expat-assurance.com and they had some very interesting statistics about American expatriates, also known as expats. So that might be a word you hear me. I might shorten it up to expats because it's just easier to say. But um, most of the Americans moving out of the United States, according to these statistics, fall into two groups. The 25 to 34 year old group and the older than 65 group and the percentages um, broke down like this um, those between 18 and 24 year old years old 9% those between 25 and 34 years old 21% those between the ages of 35 and 44 18% Um, Americans between the ages of 45 and 54, 17%. Americans between the ages of 55 and 64, 16%. 
and Americans 65 and older, 20%. So what is this telling us? Well, we know that Gen Z and millennials, uh, quality of life is a big value for those two demographic groups. They seek balance in their lives. They are not like us Gen Xers that were raised to work on a job for 30 years and retire. Um, Gen Zs and millennials, my opinion only, um, are looking for more meaning in life. They're not going to give their life over to working all the time. They want to experience things. And I think that's why the 25 to 34 year old group is one of the biggest groups of Americans moving out of the country. And those older than 65, well, we know that uh, most people cannot live off of a social security check. Um, a lot of people go from making really good money on their jobs to retiring at anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month. Well, with inflation and rents going up to a thousand dollars a month in most places, how do you live? If you're older, you certainly can't. You know, you may not be able to afford your car, car insurance, groceries, medications, copays. A thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month is nothing. Um, when it comes to living expenses now people who wait until full retirement age may get a little bit more in social security let's say you're getting $2,500 a month it's still kind of hard to live on that depending on where you're located in the United States if you're in a major city it may be really hard to live on that amount of money when you compare that to other countries like Mexico or Ecuador or Panama where U.S. retirees can live extremely comfortably on $1,000 to $1,500 a month. So as people are making decisions about how, how am I going to retire, how am I going to be able to afford to retire, some retirees and a, a good chunk of them are opting to move to other countries. And I think that's that says a lot about the situation of the cost of living in the United States and how we take care of our elderly. Because in many cases, the government knows that what they're paying out in Social Security for people is not livable. But not everybody has a retirement to supplement that. Not everyone has income. And some people are making that choice that, hey, you know, I'd rather live in another country than struggle like this here. So I was like, okay, okay. So we see we have these two groups moving out of the United States. So then my next question was kind of like, hmm, where are people going? What countries are people moving to? And again, my question is, where's the data? So I um, came across a website called worldpopulationreview.com. And they had a nice little list on their website of countries of the of the countries by number of Americans who live there. Um, so that was kind of cool because it gives you like a really good look at what countries Americans are, live, are, are moving to. And I, I think this is really kind of cool. So 
Mexico has almost 800,000 Americans. So there have been almost 800,000 Americans that have moved from the U.S. to Mexico. 270,000, a little bit more than 270,000 Americans have moved to Canada. Uh, United Kingdom, 170,000 or so. Germany, 150,000. A little bit more than 150,000. Australia, around 117,000. Israel, 77,000. South Korea, 68,000. France, 62,000. Japan, 58,000. Spain, 57,000. Italy, 54,000. The Philippines, 38,000. And New Zealand, 36,000. Now, these numbers do not include people who are in the military and maybe decided to relocate to that country. This is just strictly the number of people who have left the United States to move to these countries. Now, Canada and Mexico, Canada is our neighbor to the north, Mexico is our neighbor to the south. But I find it very ironic that the discourse in America has been so negative against um, Mexicans immigrating into the country um, and and you're not really hearing anything about the large number of Americans moving to Mexico now I realize that um, you know immigration is a touchy subject and you know there are people who try to come in legally there are people who come in illegally I'm just talking about you know just immigration generally not trying to upset anybody but Think about that. Think about the irony of that. So we kind of don't want, we want to discourage immigration in the U.S., but we almost have a million Americans living in Mexico. That never comes up in the news stories. That never comes up in how that's presented. I think that's a powerful testimony of how Mexico is actually drawing Americans in based on low cost of living, diversity, opportunities and there are cities in Mexico um, that have large large numbers of of American expats to the point where they have real estate agents and agencies to help Americans thinking about relocating there I mean that would be true I think in any of these countries where you have a large number of Americans there are so many Americans there that there are real estate agents and other organizations that are ready, willing, and able to assist Americans who are thinking about moving overseas. So the top two spots for people to, for Americans to move to are Canada and Mexico. I found that kind of, I didn't think it would be Mexico. Mexico is number one. I didn't think it would be in Mexico, but it has me intrigued. And if you do any searching out on the internet, some of the cities that uh, have high number of Americans are absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Costa Rica is not on this list, but there are a large number of American expats in Costa Rica. And for a long time, um, Costa Rica was the preferred place for people to go uh, for Americans to relocate to because they had so many similarities to American culture that didn't make the list by numbers because I think that was a past trend but again it also speaks to how 
countries are appealing with their cultural experiences, diversity, and lower cost of living, where thousands and thousands of Americans are relocating. So I was like, well, you know, okay, low cost of living, that's cool. Diversity, cultural experiences, that's cool. Being able to buy property, that's cool. But like, what are some of the the big, big draws to these countries? So I, again, perused the, the internet for data and um, found out some very interesting, interesting things. This is also from the um, worldpopulationreview.com website. So in Germany, get this, Germany requires employers to pay for six weeks of sick leave, not six days, six weeks. If you're at a good employer, you might get two weeks of sick leave a year. Most people get PTO, paid time off, which has to be used for sick or vacation. And you can't take so many hours in a 90 day period. But in Germany, employers pay for up to six weeks of, of, of sick leave. Now, that's not time off because in Europe, um, people often get a 30 day break holiday. It's not vacation time. It's holiday. And they, their employers expect them to completely disengage from work, unlike in American culture where we're tied to our jobs with these cell phones. And even though we're on vacation, we're not really on vacation. So in Germany, employers pay for six weeks of sick leave. So what happens if you get sick more than six weeks? We have FMLA in the United States, which is 12 weeks, up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave but after that like you don't have a lot of options well in Germany if a person is sick more than six weeks and they can show they had the same issue or illness for an a long period of time they can get an extension of paid sick leave up to 72 weeks that's a year so I mean, I'm sure you have to provide some type of documentation. They don't probably just take your word for it. But wow, you don't have to worry about losing your job because you've had a devastating illness and maybe your recovery takes a little bit longer. Now, that's a German wide law. So that covers all of Germany. Where in the United States, we don't have a law requiring companies to provide paid sick leave. In a lot of cases, like if you're sick, you get three days, maybe. And after three days, you need a whole bunch of documentation. And I'm not saying there's a problem with that from an employer standpoint. But just the fact that in Germany, they re they see the need to make sure that if a person is sick, they don't have to worry about necessarily losing their job. That's a compelling, you know, that would kind of make me say hmm you know is Germany a good place for me to live and on top of that I believe um, if you're a German citizen then certain um, college um, certain colleges you can go to at no cost as well and I know Germany isn't the only country that does that but that is also uh, a pretty cool benefit 
So then I was thinking about the over 65 crowd. Okay, so the over 65 crowd, these are the retirees that are trying to um, maximize their money in retirement. So lower cost of living, lower cost of food, better health care means that you can better enjoy your retirement. So I um, was checking out a website called greenbacktaxes.com and they talked about the tax draws for retirees in different countries now the countries I read to you earlier were just the number of Americans that have left the United States to relocate this list of countries are countries that have a tax benefit or specifically have programs for retirees that makes it really interesting or makes it um, um, ex- um, makes it a good money move to move there. So the first of the first um, country on the top of the list is Panama. And um, Panama, I don't know if you know this about Panama, but allegedly Panama has no extreme weather. It stays pretty um, even year round and it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful from the pictures that I've seen. And it has a really um, expansive retiree program. So in a lot of these countries, if you want to retire, you have to uh, apply for a certain type of visa. This is the case in Panama. So if retirees qualify for the visa, they get to claim a lot of benefits while living in in Panama. So if you want to move to Panama to retire, um, you have to look at the um, special retirement visa that they have. And it gives you reductions and exemptions for utility bills, airline tickets, transportation loans, mortgages, doctor bills, hospital services, dental exams, eye exams, medications, hotel stays, and import taxes. And again, you would have to apply for the visa, be approved for the visa, and then live there. But now you can see why Panama has a really large um, population of American retirees. I mentioned Costa Rica earlier. Costa Rica is right next door to Panama. And again, it's another popular country for people to retire to. Um, They have a really good healthcare system. And in many cities in Costa Rica, not all, but many of the cities, they have large number of American expats and they cater to them um, by having, you know, again, resources for Americans that are relocating. I've seen Portugal come up as a country um, for African-Americans to relocate to and then Americans generally. Um, um, Portugal offers a lot of benefits as well. Um, If you're a resident there, um, it's a low cost of living and um, lots of lots of benefits. You have to go to their Web page, of course, and you have to apply for and be accepted into their retiree visa program just like um, Panama. Ecuador is um, another 
again, another um, popular place for Americans who want to retire in another country. Uh, they have a retirement visa program and um, they, you know, seniors over the age of 65 get a lot of benefits. And so um, that's another reason people go to Ecuador. So when we talk about um, Europe, Greece is another place where the cost of living is pretty low. And um, again, it requires an application to the uh, golden visa program. And so this particular program in Greece requires you to invest a certain amount of money in Greek property to be eligible for that visa. But again, um, low cost of living and um, catering to Americans who want to relocate upon retirement. Belize, um, which is another um, country that's popular for Americans, um, they have a, uh, it's called the Belize Qualified Retired Persons Program. And according to this website, um, greenbacktaxes.com is supposed to be one of the best retirement programs in the world. That's their words, not mine. Um, but under the system, um, uh, if you are accepted into the program and you're living in Belize, you're, you receive a full exemption from any taxes on any income outside of Belize, whether it's earned or passive. So let's say you lived in Florida, you have five rental houses and you moved to Belize. If you were accepted into this program and you became a resident, then that income that you are earning in Florida, which would be passive income from, from rental properties, would not be taxable. Again, um, fact check and check this stuff out. But that sounds pretty interesting to me that you wouldn't you wouldn't owe any taxes there. Now, at that point, you're living in Belize, you're a resident of Belize. So um, those are things to keep in mind, because when you become an expatriate, you give up your American citizenship, usually unless that country allows you to hold a dual citizenship. So that's one important thing to note about this process. Um, the next country on the list is Nicaragua, um, and they offer a lot of tax benefits for people who are retired. And um, the um, the next one on the list is the Philippines, um, with more than two hundred thousand U.S. expats, which is quite a few people. Um, so what draws them to Philippines? Again, they have a special visa program that you would apply to. It's called the Philippines Special Resident Retirees Visa. And you get a wide range of benefits, including reduction on taxes and um, other benefits. And then the last country on this list was Malta. So Malta is just, um, uh, it's a little bit south of Sicily. And again, they have a visa program that um, requires you to invest so much money um, into the country. But then the visa benefits programs give you um, reductions on taxes and access to services. So those are some of the countries that those of retirement age have chosen to um, relocate to for uh, for various reasons, not just because it's beautiful, but because in many cases there are substantial 
benefits that will help you maximize the amount of retirement funds you do have. And you may find that your quality, you can maintain the quality of life or the standard of living that you're used to while having that view of the beach or um, traveling around Europe. And the very interesting thing I found in this topic, and it was a little concerning to me, I tried to find statistics on um, how many African-Americans move out of the United States and to what countries. And I searched and I searched and I searched and I searched and I couldn't find an organization or website that was actually tracking that data. There are a lot of people uh, on TikTok and in YouTubes that are saying, hey, this city is very popular for African-Americans or, hey, I'm in Ghana and, you know, um, this particular city has a lot of Americans. You might want to check it out. But I was kind of flabbergasted that we don't know uh, groups of people that are moving out of the United States. And I think that's really important for the discourse. Um, you know, if, if countries are really appealing to Americans and Americans are moving out, what is that going to do for our economic base? Those are valid questions that should probably be asked. Um, and why can't we do anything about the tremendous soaring costs in our countries, um, when you look at um, geographically, the United States is pretty big, um, but some of these other countries have many more people in them, and yet their cost of living isn't as high as ours, or um, things aren't as expensive. Now, I know all things being relative, you know, there's differences as far as, you know, where we get our goods and services from, and um, how, you know, our, our economic base and, and all that kind of thing. But why is it that people have to move out of the country to survive on the retirement income they have? Why don't we have discounts for senior citizens on rent and utilities and other things like that? Um, taxes, property taxes to make it more affordable for people to be comfortable in retirement. And then for the rest of us, um, we have one of the most health, expensive healthcare systems in the world. We pay a lot for healthcare, but our results aren't as good as some countries that don't pay as much for healthcare. So is there a way that we could reduce the cost of living so that it's not so expensive for everyone? Is there a way for us to bring some of these costs down so that companies can make their profit, but uh, not at the expense of people having to actually relocate to other countries just to be able to afford to live? That's a pretty powerful um, thought. And, and I guess in any society, you know, you're going to ha always have people that relocate. You're going to always have people that immigrate. But it seems like with the way that inflation is going and rents and mortgages especially if you're over 65 and retired do you have 20 percent down to put on a home if you want to buy a home probably not and that's what a lot of companies require they require substantial down payments and good credit history and if you've had a bunch of medical bills and things happen to you maybe you know maybe that puts that goal out of reach for you um, it's it's concerning to me that um, 
for many people, their option, their best option is to move out of the United States instead of us highlighting how we can make um, things more affordable here. But for people who want to explore the world and experience new cultures and uh, live somewhere else, there are a ton of options out there to explore. There are a ton of places to see and go. Um, and um, people, young people are doing that. Like I said earlier, in the age of 25 to 34, those that's the biggest group that's moving out of the United States. And not necessarily for lower cost of living, but for balance in their lives, for meaning in their lives. They don't want to grind and grind and hustle the hustle culture where we, you know, we go sun up to sun down and and we're trying to produce and we're trying to make it happen. The people in the 25 to 34 year old group, they're like, hey, wait a minute. I want a little bit more out of life. I want relaxation. I want a, a calm, peaceful a life experience that's balanced, that doesn't require me to go hard in the paint every day, if you will. So um, that was the topic that was kind of on my mind today. And it, it had me thinking, like, you know, what would it be like? to live in another place, to experience a culture, maybe even learn a new language. Um, I think it's a very fascinating proposition. Excited for all the people who have relocated and are doing well, and for all the people that are thinking about um, relocating. Remember, on most of the social media websites, you can use hashtags, like hashtag moving abroad on TikTok. You can also search on YouTube, Twitter and other uh, social media sites because I'm sure there are people and groups talking about it there as well. So thanks so much for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can reach out to me by email at convoscws at gmail.com.